Hi everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the No End Show. For those of you that are curious, I know it's been a while. Unfortunately, the schedule has to change again. We're going back to one day a month. The day will differ depending on the month, but I guarantee one episode of the No End Show every month. Unfortunately, with school and work and everything else I try to do with my life, uh, there just isn't as much time for podcasting as I had hoped. I hope you can all understand, and if you do appreciate the episodes that I do put out and you do enjoy listening to them, please let me know, leave a rating, share it with your friends, keep listening, because it makes a world of difference. Uh, Without further ado, we're going to get straight into an interview uh, with a photographer friend of mine, so I hope you enjoy it. So here we go. All right, Uh, Matt, uh, if you wouldn't mind, take a second, introduce, introduce yourself to the listeners. Alright, so uh, my name is Matt Gill, or uh, Matthew Gill, as, you know, photography goes. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, uh, my passions are photography, uh, skateboarding, and uh, I'm a dad to uh, two beautiful daughters. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, I'll, I'll let you decide. I, those are actually the three things I really wanted to talk to you about. Um, so, would yeah. you want to start with, like, photography? being a dad or skateboarding um <laughs> well i mean like for me skating came first you know i mean as far okay. as like you know what just kind of like drove me you know to my personality and things like that you know um yeah i don't even know where to begin you know i mean it's just <laughs> uh it just it just kind of took over my life pretty much okay uh, do you remember what, like, first brought you to skateboarding? Um, man, like, you know, I had a feeling like you'd ask me some of these questions, but, like, <laughs> I, I didn't know, <laughs> like, what kind, um, like, what, what got me interested in it, pretty much? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I had, like, a neighbor, no, no, actually, my sister, um, she had a boyfriend, my sister's. 10 years older than me uh she had a boyfriend who was like into skating and i remember there was one day specifically where uh you know he was like out in our front yard and he was skating he was like hey you know check this out and like he was just kind of like doing some ollies and stuff and uh that was like my first exposure to it you know and of course my sister was like oh yeah you should try it you know yeah just like kind of like peer pressuring me and stuff (laughs) so like you know I, i remember that and then you know, my sister, growing up, like, she was kind of a tomboy, so she had a lot of, like, guy friends and stuff, and her, uh, one of her friends actually got me my first skateboard. It was, a uh, like, this, this cheap, you know, Toys R Us, I think it was, like, a Bart Simpson board. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was, like, like super wide, you know, it was all plastic and stuff, plastic wheels, plastic trucks, but that was, like, my first, first skateboard, um, and it just kind of took off from there, you know, it, it uh, I think I want to say I was in um, and maybe like seventh grade. Um, yeah, and it, it just kind of took off, you know. And then from there, I met friends, and then having friends that skated that that really pushed me to you know take it further, and it, it just became an obsession at that point. Yeah. Okay. And do you? So when you were younger and you were skateboarding, do you know like? What this is? It, sorry, it's a it's a weird question that I'm trying to articulate. <laughs> articulate. Um, yeah, yeah. But 
but do you remember like the the kind of feeling you got when you were skateboarding? Yeah, man. Um, it's it's like a feeling of accomplishment, you know. I mean, okay. It, it just, I don't know if it sounds negative, but like before skating, like I I couldn't think if I was like I didn't feel like I was like really good at anything, you know. It's like when you're growing up, like you're kind of in an awkward stage, you know. Like I mean like Pokemon was a thing like that that was just coming out yeah but like there wasn't like one thing that like I, I genuinely felt like I was like really really good at like I exceeded that you know and with skateboarding like I just felt like I was accomplishing something every time I like I tried something different you know like I tried to learn a trick or you know I could roll faster or whatever it was that was like the biggest thing you know and like that sounds cheesy but like skating like really boosted my confidence as like a teenager you know, I mean, yeah. like, you know, I mean, like, obviously I wasn't like some like super athlete or anything, um, but I, I didn't need to, you know, I, I had skating, you know, skating just like, I, I yeah, I don't want to say it gave me like an identity, but like it, it just gave me like an extracurricular, like, you know, activity and a passion and that accomplishment feeling just, it, it just kept going and going and every trick literally is like, it was another achievement, you know, like another like title or something that I won, you know. And yeah. Like 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 I said, you know, having friends too, it's like I I would see them progress and we would progress, we push each other. I mean, like I, I don't know. I'm trying to not sound like a cornball, but like just, <laughs> everybody just like fed off of each other, you know. And yeah, man, like it just every year, it just we kept getting better, and yeah, it was just. Kind of like a domino effect, I guess, is the easiest yeah. way to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that makes sense, man. That makes sense. Um, yeah. And when you were young, do you remember who some of your favorite skateboarders were? Oh, um, well, <laughs> when I started, uh, Tony on Pro Skater was coming out. I, I don't know. I think it was like 1999 or 2000, maybe 2001. Um, and from that game, I think, uh, I know Chad Muska. He was, like, an inspiration to me. I mean, like, he he totally dressed... Like, I didn't dress like Chad Musk or anything, but, like, he was, like, my... He was, like, yeah, my favorite in the game. And, um... Well, I think Jamie Thomas was another one. Nice. But, um... When I first started getting, like, skate videos, you know, like, VHS skate videos, like, that's when I knew who skateboarders were, like, the pros and the amateurs, you know? Yeah. Um... Jamie Thomas was, like, one of the first ones, and I discovered Rodney Mullen... Uh, there's a video of Rodney versus Daywon Song, and those two. I mean, I'm, I'm sure most people know who Rodney Mullen is. Like, I would like to think, like, if you know anything about skateboarding, you know Rodney Mullen's like the Tony Hawk of like street skating. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Rodney Mullen's probably the very, very first pro I was like, you know, fangirling over. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And do you remember? Yeah, man. I, yeah, what was that? Oh, sorry. Do you remember, uh, like, the first trick you learned that, like, is the one you're most proud of learning? Like, the one that maybe took you the longest or the one that, you know, <laughs> felt the best? Oh, man, the kickflip for sure. You know, I, I always <laughs> I always talk to people about, you know, what they felt when they landed their first kickflip. And you never forget it, you know? Um I don't know, like, that. everybody, like, when you're first learning, it's like, oh, can you kickflip, can you kickflip, you know, and 
I mean, to me, like like I said, the whole accomplishment thing, like that was like a goal of mine. Like when I first started, like, oh, I kind of had a kickflip, you know? Like it just, you see somebody do it in person and you just think it's like impossible, you know? And for me, like the first time I landed it, I remember, remember like it was yesterday, like I was at some elementary school with like one of my buddies and there were like a group of, uh, I think they were like fourth graders or something, but they were just kind of like watching us. And then before that day, like I was kind of getting close to landing it, but I never actually landed it, you know? Yeah. And then I don't know why, but like I wanted to try in front of the kids, you know, because I, I kind of thought I was going to fall on my ass and be like funny, you know, but I actually like landed it. Like my very first one was in front of like a group of kids and they were like, oh shit, whoa, you know, like, like I didn't even believe it happened, you know? <laughs> But, yeah, like, that moment, like, it just stuck with me, you know, it's still with me today, you know, and that kickflip, yeah, and, you know, like, the whole domino effect thing, like, once you land a kickflip, like, it kind of opens the doors for, like, other tricks, you know? Yeah. And then the whole cycle of accomplishment just keeps coming and coming, you know, and, yeah, like, that, like I'm, I'm trying not to sound cheesy with skateboarding, <laughs> but that, that's, <laughs> that's how it is, you know, like, yeah. the kickflip, I mean, that was, like, the foundation of you know, street skating for me, and yeah, I'll never forget that. That's awesome, man. I I wouldn't worry about sounding cheesy, honestly. Um, <laughs> I I did another uh, interview where I talked to this comedian, um, and instead of talking about comedy, we talked about just like skateboarding for about forty five minutes. So like, don't worry about oh, it. That, that was real cheesy. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. Um, okay. So going off of like that feeling from the favorite trick, when like as you got older, did you always like with skate? Did skateboarding continue to be a part of your life as you got older, or did you start to drift away from it a little bit? No, you know it's it's kind of I don't know if it's funny or not, but I of all the people that like I started skating with, I mean. Man, I, I think, like, 80% of them, like, don't skate anymore, you know? And the thing with, like, skating and, like, the whole skate culture is, like, it it doesn't matter, like, where you grew up or what music you listen to. Like, if you skate, like, you, you automatically have that bond, you know? I mean, I, I'm i friends with so many different types of people. It's, it's ridiculous, you know? Like, you can't categorize any of us by just our looks, you know? Like, yeah. like I, I don't know how to explain it, but... It, I, I guess to answer your question, like, it, it stuck with me, and it's, I don't think it's ever going away, you know? I mean, to this day, like, I mean, I work full-time and have two kids and live on my own, and I still find time to skate, you know? It's it's like a curse or something. Like, it's a blessing and a curse, you know? But, yeah, I mean, like I said, like, the, the sad part is, is, like, a lot of people quit, which I understand, you know? A lot of people quit because, like, they just can't physically handle it, you know? I mean... Some people, like, they just go so hard, they get, like, a really bad injury, and they just, they can't, you know, as much as they love it, yeah. they just don't have, they just physically can't do it, you know, and, like, I'm, I mean, knock on wood, that doesn't, that won't happen to me, but I'm just extremely passionate about it, and I just don't see myself quitting at all, or stopping, you know, so, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just an ongoing thing with me. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's cool, because, like, a lot, even people that, like, I was close with, you know, skating wise, like they, they still love it, you know, like I don't, nobody's ever like picked up skating and then, at least from what I know, nobody's picked it up and then absolutely hated it, you know, like 
you appreciate it like certainly anything else you know like you just appreciate the, the feeling it gave you yeah and you kind of have that respect you know for the scene and for other skaters you see somebody else trying to trick like you know what they're going through and you, you felt that before and you know we, we all respect each other at the parks and if you skate you don't skate you used to skate you know like there's that that bond that we all have yeah no that I I think you I think you really hit the nail on the head man that was really nicely put um yeah you know it's like like I said like, I mean, I've been doing it for so many years like it's I've it's not like hardcore in a way where it's like there's different like stages and there's kind of like different waves of it. Like it's, it's always been a constant thing, you know, like there's always streets, like, well, I don't know if I forgot to mention, but there's different types of skateboarding. Like there's vert skating, which is on like a vert ramp or a mini ramp. And then there's, you know, street skating, which is like out in the streets, you know, jumping down stairs, skating ledges, you know, um, it, it doesn't matter, you know, like it doesn't matter what kind of board you have, what kind of deck you have, whatever. Like it, you're you're still part of the family in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So you touched on injuries, and I'm curious: Have you ever had like a really just terrible skateboarding injury? Oh man, this this, this opens up a really embarrassing story, but I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> I think maybe like five people have heard this story, but yeah. So my worst injury was uh, I was I was kind of just getting into skating stairs, which you know. You're just ollieing off stairs, right? And like, yeah. The more stairs you can ollie, the, the better you are as a skater. As what we used to think, like, oh, he can ollie five stairs. Oh, well, so and so can ollie seven stairs. You know, it's a thing, right? So for me, like, the most stairs I can ollie was an eight stair, right? Oh, nice. And I, I, yeah. So I used to live right across the street from this church that had a per- the perfect eight stair, right? Like it had smooth ground. Nobody would bother us. Wouldn't get kicked out. And at this time, I. I there was a girl that I was into and like she was gonna like hang out with me and my buddy and uh you know she was she was like oh let's, let's hang out I'm like oh cool you know come skating with us right so uh, <laughs> you know we're like going to the spot and I'm like yeah let's, let's go to the 8th stair you know she could like see us skate this 8th stair let's be you know that ass or whatever so uh <laughs> you know so she gets there and like we're kind of warming up and you know she sits down she's talking to my friend I go to all of this eight stair, and like, you know, some eight stairs are like higher than others, but it's a pretty like big stair set, right? So I'm alling off this eight stair, and halfway in the air, I realize like I'm not gonna land this. And usually when you're alling something like a stair set, and you realize you're not gonna land it, you kind of kick your board away, like you kick it to the side basically. But what I did is I'm jumping off the stair set, I kick the board straight down. And while I'm coming down, the board comes back up at me. Basically, it just bounced off the floor and straight to my face. <laughs> and, the ed- dude, the edge of the board, like, the nose of the board went, like, right into my mouth. So, oh. basically, like, I, like half of my front tooth, like, just chipped off. Like, my bottom lip had a hole in it. I don't know how that happened. But total shock, man. Like, I was bleeding everywhere. Oh. And all the while, like, this, this girl who, like, I was into... I had a crush on like she was like horrified you know just like <laughs> I, I think she screamed or something but you know because she saw me bleeding and like all i could think it was like where's my tooth you know because like there was like a drain or a gutter or something that was on the ground too so i'm like thinking like i'm in shock you know my tooth is missing this girl is here my my friend girl laughs his ass off of me like i'm bleeding everywhere i mean 
all this shit's going on in my head, you know, and, uh, yeah, man, and what, what happened was, like, you know, she, like I said, she was horrified, I don't know what, what she did after that, but <laughs> I ended up driving myself to the hospital, like, bleeding all over my steering wheel, and my tooth was missing still, um, fucking, I, I had this, uh, this, like, bubblegum air freshener in my car, and it was, like, a mixture of, like, that blood smell on my clothes and sweat with like bubblegum smell oh, from my geez. car it just, it just stayed with me for weeks you know like, like anytime I smell bubblegum I'm like oh man like that moment you know <laughs> yeah but um that was the worst you know and I pretty much I had to I think I got like a crown I didn't get stitches in my mouth um there's a picture I have actually of that night um I think my mom took a picture of me like <laughs> Just kind of as a joke, so I have a picture of like my mouth all fucked up from that night. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as, so as you were getting into skateboarding, at what point mm-hmm. did you start to get into like hardcore and like heavier music? You know, it's it's funny because I, I've told the story a couple times. Um, I found music and hardcore through skating from the skate video actually uh the skate skate video was um zeros and by views and uh i don't know if you've seen a skate video before but like every skater has like their own song you know and yeah usually like yeah their video part is like the length of the song or whatever and this one skater jim greco he skated to black nice. flag fix me and i just right away was like this song is so cool you know it was like it wasn't even Henry Rollins, it was like old black song, you know? Yeah. And I, this was VHS tapes, by the way, too, and I just, I remember, like, finding, like, Black Flag, and then that opened up the doors to, like, everything else, like, you know, Minor Threat, um, Dead Kennedys, I mean, I pretty much found out through that video and that band that they were all, like, associated, and there was, like, similar-sounding bands to Black Flag, and, yeah, like, that... That was like my first exposure, and like there's a lot more to like how I discovered like hardcore and stuff. But it was kind of outside of skateboarding. It was like little local bands, um, stuff in high school that I used to do or go to, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, it was that video and, and that you know, skateboarding actually like opened it up to me. Nice. So then, at what point after you started getting into the music and going to shows did you decide that you wanted to be a photographer? thing actually came from a couple friends I had and a skater who was really really good like he he was so good like he he was like actively trying to get sponsored and he he knew that like I was into photography or I was like trying to get into it and he was like hey like you know I'm, I'm trying to get exposure you know you want to take pictures of me and this one his name was Craig Nash he he pushed me to like get better at photography you know like he, he if it wasn't for him I wouldn't care about like wide angle lenses or you know I mean multiple exposures like things like that yeah. so it was a combination of like shooting skateboarding and then realizing hey I'm going to these, these little local shows anyways I might as well bring my camera and see what comes out you know and I mean I should add that like when I got into photography it was all 35 millimeter. like I I didn't really grow up with, like, too much money, to be honest, so 
my first camera was like a hand-me-down and you know obviously like paying for film like you you had to like make you make the money's worth you know yeah so yeah it was just like you know well hey i'm shooting skateboarding i might as well try to shoot you know a show you know or check shoot, shoot this band or whatever so yeah it just turned into that so i had you know skateboarding i was shooting pictures of and then i had you know these little local shows that i was going to and it, it just went from there you know i mean the more shows i went to the more i brought my camera along and then later on way later on down the line i bought a digital camera and then that's when i, I got more serious into it okay so i have one question that goes back to the photography and a separate question so i'm going to try not to forget both but do you by any chance remember um like what who the first like band or what the first show was that you brought your camera to and took pictures for um like i could i could think of the first band like literal band that i shot um it was a it was this high school band um i I went to two high schools, actually. I went to Aragon High School in San Mateo, and then before that, I went to Burlingame High School in Burlingame. And uh, at Burlingame High School, there was a really big band. They're actually a hardcore band. They're called What Life Makes Us. They actually played with another band in Redwood City called Comadre. Um, you know, they played a lot of shows together, but that What Life Makes Us band, I remember shooting them the first time, and... I remember that because, you know, like I said, I had a 35 millimeter camera and I remember like, I didn't want to like look stupid or, you know, it's like, I was probably one of the only photographers at that show and I just remember feeling like, oh, I better make this worth it, you know, I only have like <laughs> 24 shots I can shoot, you know, and that was like the first show, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like the first like, like big quote unquote band that I shot, um, it might have been like ceremony, no, or maybe um, like lifelong tragedy. I want to say. Okay. One of those, yeah. But yeah. And when you were getting into like the heavier music and skateboarding and photography, did you ever? Were you ever in like a a hardcore band? No, man. No, it's, it's funny because a lot of people, a lot of people have asked me, you know, like, hey, do you play anything? And I've gotten a, a few offers, but I've just never been like. Like, I really, really admire music. I mean, I, I have guitars, you know? I have a, an acoustic guitar I'm looking at right now. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's, it's like, I've never, I've never taken, you know, the time or the patience to, to learn it. I mean, I, I kind of feel like with guitar and stuff, like, there's so many ways you can learn. It's kind of overwhelming. I mean, yeah, you can, like, YouTube, you know, guitar lessons, but... Which one do you do you follow? You know, there's so many yeah. different YouTube channels. I mean, websites. I just don't know like where to start. You know, and it's probably like a cop out answer, but you know, I don't know. I just I never like developed it. I guess. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, but yeah. I wish though. I wish. I wish I was saying <laughs> it. It looks a lot of fun. You know, I'm I'm seeing it from the outside, but I can just imagine how fun it is touring with your, your best friends and playing in front of people. I mean, it looks amazing. It really does. That, that's why I love taking pictures of it, you know, because I, I feel the energy and I feel how fun it is jumping with your guitar and, and you know, being the drummer. I mean, there's so much stuff I could, I could talk about. Yeah, I, 
just I appreciate it though. I definitely do. Yeah, and so when you started taking pictures at shows versus just going to shows as a like fan of music, did you find that it changed how you watched a show? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, to be honest, like I, I feel like I started going to shows like with the camera. If that makes sense. Like I, I okay. did go to shows like without taking pictures before, but like, you know, I, I kind of I told this before to, to a few people too. It's like I enjoy shows differently than other people. You know, like a lot of people that I know, like their idea of enjoying a show is, is getting in the pit. Or some people, their idea of enjoying a show is, is stage diving to that one part of the song. You know, to me, it's like, I'm going to enjoy the show if I get, like, a good picture. Okay. So, like, you know, I, I guess, like, that, to me, I enjoy it by getting good pictures or, like, you know, that, I guess that's kind of it, you know? And then, like, I enjoy, like, going through, like, my camera as much as I do being there too it's like wow like I, I got that stage time or like you know I got that that crowd shot or whatever it is it's like I just enjoy it in like a different way you know yeah I mean but honestly like I still stage dive and stuff like I, I totally sing along still so it's like I still do that stuff but to me it, it just feels so different if I didn't have a camera I mean it, it, it'd be weird you know I would still go regardless you know but it would just be way different for me, you know? Yeah. Like, on personal level, it would be way different. No, I, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Everyone has their, their way of enjoying uh, just about anything. Yeah, it's, it's like telling a person, like, well, you can go to the show where you can't mosh. Like, you're going to be like, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how I feel, I guess. All right. And then, so you said you started out with 35 millimeter. And you said, like, you had those, like, set, like, 24 shots. You had to make them count. And then later, yeah. you made the switch to digital. Did you find, like, switching to digital that, you know, even though you had the ability to take as, you know, as many shots as you wanted or as many shots as your, like, memory card permitted, that you still, like, tried to be conservative and just get the shots that counted? Or did you find yourself just taking as many as you could um, just to take them? To be honest, so when I first got a digital camera, like, I kind of took, like, the route of, like, let me just take a lot and see what happens, and it sounds, like, really, like, beginner and novice, but that kind of helped me because, like, you know, let's say I, I took, like, 100 pictures a night, one night or whatever, I would go through and I'd find, like, the, the good 10 or 20, and what I would do is I would look at those 10 or 20 good ones and then see, okay... What, what were my settings when I made those good 10 or 20 shots? And then I would try to replicate that the next show. So, you know, to answer your question, I started off by just doing, like, the rapid fire, like, let me just see what happens kind of thing. And to, like, okay, let me try to mess with the settings and let me see if the settings is going to match the next time. And it's kind of tricky because every venue is different. I mean, Gilman is, is so much different than, like, you know, Oakland... Oakland Metro House. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah, it's like, I mean, stages are different, you know, like the ceilings are different, lighting way, way different. So I kind of had to keep in mind, okay, well, the settings were different at this venue. Let me try it at this venue. Okay, that's a different venue. Let me try these kind of settings. So 
it, it kind of developed on its own, I guess. You know, it started with the whole rapid fire, just see what happens to, okay, let me try this setting and that setting and see if this matches with this picture over here. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helped, though. I mean, like, I, you know, shooting film, like, you, you definitely, like, you have to know what you're doing, otherwise you just waste money, you know? But digital, it, it, it helped me personally a lot, you know, because I could have that visual. I mean, I, I'm definitely, like, a visual learner, so I can definitely pinpoint what I'm doing right or what I'm doing wrong with digital. Like, that's what I love about it. That makes sense. That's actually a great way of going about it that I wish I had tried when I was still shooting <laughs> shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't... That was like pretty much what I had for photography. Um, and I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Um, That's cool, man. All right. So I really wanted to talk to you about being a dad um, because I've never, yeah, yeah. I've never interviewed a dad before. I've talked to my dad, but, like, I don't think that counts. So, I'm curious, like, when you were younger, did you ever think to yourself, like, I really want to be a dad? Or did you think, I I don't know that I even want to have kids? You know, I, I, I didn't, I don't know. You know, I didn't think I would be a dad this early, to be honest. Okay. Um, you know, I, uh... Like, I, you know, it's kind of personal. I, I don't really care. But, you know, I grew up with different households. You know, my parents were divorced. So my exposure to, like, family was like, okay, well, my dad lives here. My mom lives here. And, you know, there were things that, like, my dad raised me that, like, I didn't think was healthy. And same with my mom. And it's like, I just knew if and when I had kids, like, there were things I would do differently. So that was always in the back of my mind. But, like, you know with like cause Tegan's my oldest she's 10 years old you know when, when we found out you know you know where she was pregnant you know I was gonna have a kid it was like it obviously was like a surprise you know but I I knew right away okay like I'm gonna make this happen I'm gonna be the best dad I can and given whatever circumstance I just knew okay like I'm gonna give it my all you know I'm gonna be better than be better than my dad be better than some of those dads like I'm gonna just be as devoted as I can, and it just kind of took off like that, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it just kind of, it, things like being a dad, it just kind of happens natural, I mean, you can't, they have all these parenting books and dad books, but it's, it doesn't matter, you just have to, like, put yourself in it and just be with your kid, and then you just learn, you know, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing, I mean, it's the same with moms, you know, like, they just have that natural instinct, and, like, I feel like dads do too, you know. I mean, some dads are better than others at discovering it or developing it. But with me, it, it just stuff comes natural. And I just feel like, okay, well, I, I feel like I'm doing this right, right? I feel like I said the right thing. Like that, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I just lost the question I had in my head. <laughs> oh, man. No, this is always so embarrassing. Um, I'm just. I'll come back what to it. About like, like, what is it about like my parents or kids? I it's definitely about kids. I oh man, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna move on to a different one and think about it. Yeah. Um, do you yeah, have a? Do you have a favorite part about being a dad? 
Man, I, <laughs> I mean, my, the first thing that comes to mind is like everything, you know? It's like, uh, everything, you know? I mean, it's, it sounds kind of weird, but like, I didn't feel like I had the capacity to like love anything more than like when Tegan and Amelia were born. So I just felt like, okay, well, I love skating. I love music, you know, that's cool. But then, like, when, like, you see your kid, you're, like, it's, like, love times, like, 50, you know, like, whoa, like, this is an amazing feeling, you know, and it's, it's everything, man. I mean, just, just seeing them sleep, seeing them, like, fall, you know, yeah. make mistakes, like, you're just, like, aw, you know, and it's, it's, like, a different type of love, too, you know, those, like, parental love, it's, it's hard to compare that with anything else, you know, like, loving a another adult or like you know loving your dog it's, it's like it's an elevated type of love you have for for a human you know yeah, and yeah it's, it's like it's, it's crazy to just think about and to explain you know yeah yeah and do you have like stuff from your life or like your interests um, and things that you've learned that you really are trying to, like, pass on to your daughters? You know, there are things that I would love to see them carry on, you know, with what I do. But, you know, like, one thing, like, my dad did with me is, like, well, first of all, my dad was, was, like, a really, really good musician. Like, he loved guitar. You know, he had a band when he was growing up. Like, he and his brother were in, like, a really... I don't, they weren't, like, a big band, but, like, they just had this really, like, this big band that, like, they just loved, you know? Like, that was their passion. And yeah. growing up, he really tried to, like, I hate to say the word, he tried to, like, force me to, like, play, but he pushed it with me so much that, like, it turned me off. Like, it's, like, it felt like an obligation, you know? And, like, I just, I just knew, like, him forcing it on me just killed it for me, and I knew, like... You know, like, obviously with me skating and photography, like, I just know I'm not going to push it on them. So, with the girls, it's like, I just, I'm going to leave the door open, you know, like, I'll, they know my skateboard's right there, they know there's a skate park down the street, and if they want it, they can bring it up, and I might bring it up, like, hey, you guys want to try skating, and, like, they always say yes, but <laughs> if they ever say no, I'm going to be like, okay, that's fine. So, with things that, like, I, I would like them to carry up or pick up, it's more like I'll just leave the door open and see if they, they take it or not. Yeah. You know, I, and it, it's kind of the same with music, you know, because, like, a lot of people have asked me, like, we should take in this show and, you know, it would be so cute, you know, and, like, it, it's kind of hard. It's hard for me to kind of make that decision because, like, I discovered hardcore, like, in a different way. And because I discovered hardcore in that way, I kind of appreciate it differently than other people do if that makes sense, you know, like, yeah. I like bands like Ceremony because of their lyrics, and, like, I wouldn't want Tegan to like Ceremony because of Ceremony's lyrics, because, like, they're kind of hateful and angry, you know, it's like, <laughs> I would kind of want them to discover it in their own way, so, music's kind of different, you know, and, I guess, you know, skateboarding is kind of on a, diff it's a different topic, you know, but, I just kind of want it to happen naturally, you know, I wouldn't want to force anything on them. Yeah. Do you, yeah. I don't know, do you have, like, any advice for anyone that is, like, about to become a dad or, like, 
it they are now a dad and they're very new to it. Like, do you have any advice that you could give to anyone in that kind of situation? Uh, appreciate everything. You know, appreciate everything. Have a lot of patience because every all the patience you give your kids is going to pay off in the end. And it's all a learning process. I mean, nobody's going to get it right. Even moms, you know, they they. I know some incredible moms, you know, and, and they still make mistakes. You know, I make mistakes all the time. So just don't be hard on yourself. It's all a learning lesson. And appreciate everything and just have patience, you know. I mean, being a dad, a parent, mom, whatever, it, you gain so many lessons from it, you know, so many life lessons. I mean, people at work tell me I'm, I'm like a very patient person. and It wouldn't be like that if I didn't have kids, you know. I mean, just just a never-ending life lesson, you know. So, yeah, there are a lot of things that I could tell parents. <laughs> but as a dad, I would say patience is, like, the biggest thing. Okay. And do you have, like, a proud parenting moment? A moment where, like, you, you like, really <laughs> surprised yourself? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, they do so many things that make me proud, you know? Like, literally, like, every week they do something where I'm like, oh, man, like, that was wonderful, you know? I mean, there was one time, like, I think, like I said, my oldest is 10 years old, and, uh, one time, this was when she was, like, two or three, we were at a park, and I was, like, stressing about something, you know, like, I, I just, I wasn't, like, verbal or anything, I just, I just felt like, like I was stressed out, and out of nowhere, Tegan went and picked out this little sunflower, and she just handed it to me, and then looked at me, and then, like, walked away, <laughs> so it's, like, she totally picked up on my vibe, and I was, like, whoa, like, what the heck, you know, and, like, she couldn't even really talk at that age, but, like, it was, like, that, like, bond that we have that just transmitted into her little mind, and she, like, gave me this flower, and it totally cheered me up. And I don't know if she knew that if she was trying to cheer me up, but that was, like, it was magical. It was, like, man, like, this is amazing, you know? And, I, you know, to this day, I still have that flower. I put it in this little jar, and it, it's in my closet right now, you know, because I just remember that moment, you know? And to me, that was, like, my, like, I don't know if it's like a proud moment, but it was my, this is like a wonderful parenting moment, you know, and I feel like every dad or mom has one of those moments that just really stick out more than the others, and it's just that extra special moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really sweet, man. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Um, I cannot for the life of me remember my question, um, so... <laughs> I'm going to ask Is it about you, music or kids or what? It was probably about kids, but I just can't. It's just not coming. You know, sometimes you like, you think of a word and that like brings it all back. And I just can't, I can't seem to get it. So I'm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they keep me busy. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely a life balance. You know I mean? Like I'm, I'm constantly doing something, you know, I'm, I'm at work, once I'm off work, I'm making food, and once I have days off, I have my kids, you know, and yeah. it's, yeah, they're, they're a constant in my life, it's for sure, you know, like, there's always something going on with them. So do you have anything, just anything else you would like to say about being a dad? 
love it, you know. I mean, it's, you know, every, every circumstance is different, you know. I mean, it makes me sad that, like, there are some dads out there, some moms that, that don't really give it their all, you know, and, like, they're just more into, like, you know, going out or doing other things. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I just, they grow up so fast, like, you just want to, me, I just want to spend every moment with them, you know, and if there's something I want to do, it'd be cool if they did it with me, you know, I mean, I know, like, when I get older, like, I want to travel and stuff, and, like, I'm already including them in it, you know, like, you know, I don't know, it's just, I appreciate a lot of things in life just by having kids, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you're a cool dad? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, there, there are some really cool dads out there. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's more on... I think I think you have to decide that you're a cool dad, you know? I don't know that anyone else can decide that for you. Yeah. I, I feel like I am, you know? I mean, I don't... I guess, like, I can realize it because I don't see many other dads doing stuff that I do with them you know like like obviously I take a lot of pictures of them stuff but like I don't see too many dads at like the skate park you know so I'm like hey this is pretty cool like it must be, you know, I'm cool <laughs> you know yeah. especially girls too you know I mean like I I see like a lot of boys at the skate park and I, I rarely see girls there you know and it's like Amelia is like one of the only like you know preschool kids that I see preschool girls that I see at, like, the skate park with me, you know, I don't know, like, what other dads do with, like, their daughters, but I feel like the things that I do with Amelia and Tegan, um, it's not necessarily, like, girly stuff, like, I, I do, like, you know, skateboarding, like, we'll go to everything, so it's not, like, exclusive just because they're girls, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I don't know. It sounds like you're a pretty cool dad. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's pretty much all I had question-wise. I normally wrap up um, with, like, rapid-fire, like, favorites. Does that sound okay? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. So, um, favorite um, venue to take pictures at? Oh, uh, Gilman, for sure. Yeah, Gilman. Okay. Um, favorite like skate shoes? Uh, Vans. Vans? All okay. Favorite like skateboarder? Just all like first one that comes to your mind? Uh, probably PJ Lab. Okay, nice. Uh, favorite movie? Okay. Yeah, I, like, I like a lot of Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Yeah, the Department was one of my favorites. Okay, nice, nice. Um, favorite yeah. album? Uh, man, that's a tough one. Probably um, Ceremonies, Violence, Violence. Okay. Um, and last one, favorite like camera you've ever gotten to use? Probably the, I had a Canon 40D for the longest time, and 
it's not like the most like like techie camera, but I learned so much with that camera, and I it took me to so many different places. Like that was my favorite for sure. You know, just because of like the sentimental memories I have with it. Yeah, a Canon 40D. Okay, nice. I actually have one more. Um, your like yeah. favorite account or like. I don't know that it's really a favorite, but like you, your like proudest accomplishment as a photographer. Uh, you know, I there was a time when I was like consistently shooting shows. Like I would get like my pictures on like shirts and stuff, you know, and and that just I never actually like tried to like send stuff to bands. Like I would just kind of post them on Flickr, and like they would find it. And they'd be like, hey, can we use this for a shirt? Or can we use this for a zine? And that happened, like, way more than I thought it would happen, you know? And, and I, I pretty much became this guy that, like, always had, like, his photos used for stuff. And this was happening, like, before Angela Owens, before, like, all this, you know, raw format. Like, it was, like, like I was one of the first guys to, to be in that kind of situation, I, I feel, you know, especially, like, in the Bay Area. But, I mean, personally, like, for me, an accomplishment was, was shooting Sound and Fury for the first time. You know, my, my first Sound and Fury was in 2011. And I, I never shot anything with, like, that amount of people, that many bands. I mean, I shot more than, like, 20 bands that those two days, you know? And that was a big accomplishment because, you know, I, I was up there on stage and, like, to the right was the band I was shooting and to the left was, like, 500 plus people, you know, and I'm, that experience, like, not everybody gets to do that, you know, and that was an accomplishment for me, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really, like, classify myself as, like, a, like, a socially awkward, you know, what's the word, I don't want to say, like, anxious, but, like, I don't, I don't think I'm a shy person, you know, but, like, realizing I was in a setting where there's like that many people and I'm, I'm not giving a shit, I'm just taking pictures, like that was like, wow, like this is another side of me that I didn't realize I can, I can use, you know? Yeah. So, you know, being in that situation was an accomplishment and it was so much fun and I, I was fortunate enough to shoot the year after and um, yeah, it just, it just, it kind of took off from that, you know, like after shooting Sound of Fury, I felt like I, I could shoot anywhere, you know, and um, last year, and maybe this year, um, I actually shot a show in New York um, with my buddy Mike, and uh, that recently was a pretty cool accomplishment because I knew like nobody there, you know, and it was the East Coast, and you know, I always knew that the East Coast was like going to be different than the West Coast as far as like you know people go, the music, you know, and and I shot that show and I was. Doing the same thing I do over here on this side, you know. Like I was on stage, you know. I talked to a couple people, you know. The band members saw the pictures I, I shot, which was really cool. Um, you know, I, I it's like the same with skating, you know. Like I don't feel like I'm ever gonna quit, you know. Like I'm I'm freaking 32 now, and I, I feel like I'm one of the oldest that shows now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like the hardcore, it's it's kind of sad. It's like people like. Once they hit like their mid to late twenties, it's like where did they go? You know, it's like do they not go to shows anymore? Like do they still listen to this music? You know, and for me, it's just like I'm always gonna do it. You know, like I might not go like every weekend like I used to, but I'm still gonna go. And you know, 
just a hobby of mine, you know. So yeah, you know, it's it's, it's always there's always gonna be accomplishments with some photography, I guess. Yeah, man. That I mean sounds like a really incredible accomplishment. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, well, that was that was all I had as far as questions go. Um, where can people find you? Where can they find your photos? Um, so my photos are all on uh, Flickr.com slash MattXGill. Actually, no, Flickr.com slash MattGill. And um, everything is there. You know, it's, it's all on Flickr. It's easy to find. Um, you can just Google, you know, Flickr, MattGill. And it'll probably be the first one that shows up. Um, I do have an Instagram. It's uh, Matthew Philip Gill. Just at Matthew Philip Gill. Um, pretty much it. Yeah, just Instagram and Flickr. Okay. Um, well, thank you for real so much for doing this. I apologize that it took way too long. Um, <laughs> but thank you. That was really great, honestly, man. Yeah, no worries, man. It's it's worth it, you know. I like I like talking, you know. I don't I don't get to talk about music and photography and all that as much as I'd like to. So it's it's nice to, you know, be able to express how I feel and you know, have somebody that's just gonna listen, you know. Yeah. Of course. Um cool. feel free whenever if you wanna come back, come come back on the podcast. Um I promise I won't forget my questions next time. <laughs> yeah yeah no worries man yeah yeah for sure you know this is a really cool experience yeah um and i'll let you know when i post this probably this friday awesome cool right. cool yeah thank you man thank you uh